When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey everybody, welcome to Netflix Life, the streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin and I'm joined by my co-host Cody Schultz. We've got another great episode for you today. Netflix just dropped one of the biggest movies of the year on uh, Friday, November 12th, and that's Red Notice with Gal Gadot, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, We're going to break down the movie, what we liked, and what's next for this uh, action franchise. Uh, But first, we've got another Outer Banks rumor, Cody. I know we love love when these things happen, but basically on Twitter, uh, it looks like that there's... um, some rumors that Outer Banks season three is going to start filming in January 2022 in Barbados. I couldn't find the source for this, so grain of salt, everyone. But uh, what do you make of this, Cody? Yeah, I feel like this. I'm optimistic that it's true, um, just because I still can't believe we haven't gotten an official renewal yet for this one. Um, if filming really is going to start in January, I imagine we have to be getting that soon. Otherwise, people are going to see them filming and be like, OK, what's happening? Netflix just hasn't revealed it. But I feel like that timeline would have to be like, they have to get into production if they want, you know, this show to drop, you know, or this season to drop in 2022. Um, and I feel like we're all going to be pushing, like, if even if they start in January and, you know, take a couple months to film, then you've got post-production. We're already looking at probably fall 2022 as like the earliest season three could drop, which this one has been very, it's been a show we've talked about as like a really good summer show. Um and so I'd be curious to see, like, how it might do in, like, a November, December if it gets pushed back until later. Because, like, the negative, like, that I don't want to have would be, like, it delayed to 2023, of course. And so I hope this rumor is, you know, more than a rumor and, you know, turns out to be true because I need Outer Banks 3, like, yesterday. <laughs> Same. So we know that they're not going to start filming before uh, the end of the year because we know Chase Stokes is filming um, the, I think it's a Netflix movie or show, um uglies with joey king um right now and that's supposed to last until january 2022 so maybe once that ends they're kind of rolling right into outer bank season three i hope so you know we've talked about all the other rumors that they've already been renewed that they're already working on season four at least writing it um which could cut down the time between season three and season four if that's really happening again netflix hasn't confirmed any of this but i think that that's you know best case scenario is like September if they start filming in um, January, which I guess, uh, you know, that could technically be part of the summer. Um, And I don't know. It's tough because starting in January, you got to think that they better be filming 
somewhere warm. Even like North Carolina, I think at that time of year is quite, uh, or I guess South Carolina is where they film it. Um, I don't know. I think the weather can still be quite bad. So, you know, hopefully it works out. I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, we'll see this sometime later next year. I feel like it would be a big mistake to take uh, too long between seasons and kind of kill that momentum. I feel like this was one of the stronger shows of the year. Um, so fingers crossed, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I I still, like I said, I'm shocked that we haven't gotten a renewal. And it's like every day that passes, I'm like, what are you waiting for, Netflix? Like, <laughs> give us, that's when we're waiting for Stranger Things. At least let us know this season is in the works. And I feel like that's something that they've kind of been bad for in the past is just leaving fans in that state of limbo. And they've kind of gotten better, you know, and even handing out like multi-season renewals for some shows. Right. But then there's things like Outer Banks, and it's like they they drag their feet with some show renewals. That's just like, why? Because I feel like this, we've talked about it on the pod several times. Like, this is a big Netflix show. It's obviously got the fandom. It's, you know, again, nominated for, like, People's Choice Awards. I'm sure they'll take home some wins. They, they've won it past, you know, those fan-voted mm-hmm. award shows. And so let's just hope, like, the rumors come true and we have, like, news to report soon because it's felt so odd not to have, like, anything concrete to kind of break down. I know. Give us something, please. We're begging. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Red Notice. So I guess we should sit, mention that we're going to talk about some spoilers. It won't be toward the, the end of the episode, but um, just a warning if you haven't watched it um, yet. So uh, like I said, this is uh, stars Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson. Obviously, that's probably as good of a trio as you could hope for in a movie. I mean, come on. But... Uh, <laughs> What is it about, Cody? Why, what, what, what do we got going on in Red Notice? Yeah, so it's definitely um, you know Netflix's biggest and most epic movie yet. And it's set in the world of like an international crime. Um, and The Rock plays John Hartley, who is an Interpol agent attempting to hunt down and capture the world's most wanted art thief, um, the Bishop, who is played by Gadot. And he has to do so with help from the world's greatest art thief, Nolan Booth, who's played by Ryan Reynolds. Um, and so that kind of sets the intrigue of like the whole thing is it's built around a heist involving three um, like bejeweled golden eggs that were gifted to Cleopatra. Uh, and somebody's like wanting the whole set. And so it's like stealing two, unearthing, unearthing the third. Um, and it's just it's like this big mystery. It almost feels like a, like a buddy comedy because, of course, The Rock and Reynolds have like a lot of the shared scenes together being thrust into the situation um and it's just like such a fun movie i really really love this one so what was your reaction to this one i should say i also liked it i have i've read some reviews and that people didn't necessarily like it or they thought it was boring and i wasn't really bored at all it wasn't like that i I, i've heard that the the you know the the budget was around 200 million with all of the um factoring and all of the you know budget increases with the pandemic and everything um, which is a lot. I mean, it's like, it could be argued, does any movie need to be made for 200 million? Maybe not, but I, I liked it. I-, I thought that, you know, it was like right around two hours long. And I know that when you start talking about run times with the movie, it's like, it's the first thing you say, but I hate when movies are too long and it, it did. And if they feel too short too, I feel like I was robbed a little bit. So I felt like this was like the perfect length. I didn't feel like it dragged at all. I thought the, the, you know, Ryan Reynolds is so good in this, these kinds of roles. He's like, not that he's like typecast or anything, but like, he's fine. He found his like sweet spot in like with the comedy 
in like a little bit of sentimental um sentimentality i, I don't know what it what it is but yeah it, 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 just ryan reynolds being ryan reynolds obviously um the rock is you know good in any action movie and then gal gadot too like i feel like they're all at the stage of their career like I think that Netflix, like, obviously gave them a ton of money to make this movie. But, like, they're at the point of their careers where they're picking and choosing their projects now. Like, they... Three of the biggest movie stars in the world. I feel like they, they, you can't really go wrong having them all together. And I don't think that they did in this. So, that's my big takeaway. It was not a miss. Is it the best Netflix movie ever? No. But that's... It's, like, exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah, this one... I really, really enjoyed this one. I, I'm... I don't want to say like a stickler or like bad with movies, but if it's not usually Marvel or something like superhero related, like <laughs> movies are very hit and miss for me. And then, you know, of course we've talked about like our love for Christmas movies and rom-coms from Netflix <laughs> and all that. So it's definitely like a wide gap between, um, but I really, really enjoyed this one. Like it was probably the most anticipated movie for me from Netflix this year. Um, and I'd even say like from this calendar, you're like looking at the movie slate, which I know it's still in a weird state with movies and all that, but like you said, it's cast is stacked. Like, how can you see a movie with all three of these actors and not be excited and have high hopes for it? Um, and I think it delivered. It was the, you know, the action sequences were fun. The the banter between the three of them was just, especially Ryan Reynolds, like you said, like was such a scene stealer. I, I like, like, it kind of almost reminded me a little bit of like Deadpool's sarcastic nature and just like how he would do like these little monologues and just like riff on the thing. And I'm like, like you said, he really has found like a good spot there, and it's just like so fun. And I guess like if you're not a fan of that, like, and you're not a Reynolds fan, maybe you won't enjoy this movie. But it just was such fun, and like the heist angle too. We've talked mm-hmm. Outer Banks. We we know we love a good heist, um, and I felt like this one was fun. It kind of reminded me of like the National Treasure angle there, with a little bit with like rooting it in history somewhat, because um, I feel like that's always a good ploy when like there's some kind of like story, and it's not just some random high-tech hard to believe like this item actually exists thing yeah um but like even right out of the gate because i'm pretty sure like doesn't it start with the chase scene at the museum when ryan reynolds character is trying to steal the first egg and it's like that scene like i feel like set the tone of like Mm -hmm. how fun they were going to go with their action sequences that was uh, i love that first scene you know like every action movie like this it has to have you got to have a good chase right out of the uh like the gate <laughs> and then it reminds me like i think the other was it six underground with ryan reynolds and they opened with like it was directed by michael bay so it was like a 25 minute car chase at the beginning of the movie and lots of explosions and this was like the opposite it was like you got the action that you wanted but it got into the story right away like we were you know thrust right into the story and that i feel like that that you know doing it that way really um I don't know, it was easy for me to pick up where we were going from that point, and I didn't feel like, if it started with, like, too much backstory, like, I think that we would have all felt like that this movie was going to drag, like, um, and so, and then the scaffolding scene, I love that, that was amazing, I don't know how they did that, but it was very, very cool, um, with Ryan Reynolds, so that was, that's one of my favorite moments, I think that, um, breaking out, I, I, I didn't love the whole, you know, the Russian prison sequence but then when the like as the movie goes on you're like okay i know why this happened now i know why they needed to include it and so i loved when the the rocket went right he opened the door on the helicopter (laughs) 
just let it go through and it's like okay that was like anticlimactic and then they fly away i love that and then i'm also in the heist movie i love when there's a party and they have to wear like masks that anything like that is like the sweet spot i love that Yeah, and I love that like they almost poked a little bit of fun at the genre and had some fun with it along the way. Like even right out the gate, when The Rock, of course, his character is chasing Ryan Reynolds' character, and like the bot, like they played up the body size different. Like when he jumped over, like the fruit stand, like vendor, like I don't know what you call it, like a covering, and like he kind of went through it because of course his size difference. Or when he tried to steal the car, and instead of like having a cool getaway, it was like wrecked right away. And it's like I love that they're kind of playing to these, you know. Of course, these are always in action spy movies, but they kind of had some fun with the moments and it didn't always go how you would anticipate it. Um, And it had a lot of good twists, too, which I feel like here's a good point to say another spoiler warning. If you haven't yet seen it, this is when we get into like the big spoilers, Um, which, of course, was heading into this movie. We're kind of told that The Rock's character is, you know, this Interpol agent. And then the first twist, of course, comes when we find out that he's not. He's actually a thief as well. And he's been playing this heist, is working with the bishop, who's Gal Gadot's character. Um, and they're like an item and we're working it as a partner scene. That reveal was so fun, too. Like, and just like the chemi- like Ryan Reynolds's character again, still the, like as he's listening to everything. <laughs> and I just felt like that was a fun twist. I started to get like suspicious as the movie was going along. Like I'm like, OK, maybe I didn't necessarily put together that that was the bishop's partner but i'm like some of the stuff wasn't adding up as like an interpol agent and i'm like especially when he was like holding fire in the one scene i'm like i don't know i have a suspicion that there's gonna be a flip here and when it came it's still like i was still like oh yeah it is like it was still like that aha moment um but it did a good job of i feel like laying the groundwork for what could come next yeah, I agree. I I started to think that something was going to happen when he said, like, you can't be doing this alone. You have to be working with someone. I think The Rock said that. And I was like, okay, I think that he's working with her. But I didn't know how. Um, and so, like, I agree, though, that this definitely set up, uh, set up a sequel. Um, it feels like, you know, 200 million Netflix can't just do this once. We've got to do this again. And even bigger stakes. So basically, um, just after being double-crossed, Ryan Reynolds gets a little bit of revenge. He visits, he kind of pulls a fast one on The Rock. Because, like, at the beginning when The Rock finds Ryan Reynolds at his, like, um, I don't know, beach bungalow mansion. Um, He's sitting there in the dark when Ryan Reynolds gets there, which is another thing that I love in movies like that. So Ryan Reynolds walks out from, like, beneath the boat reveals his like what he did he found their bank account that they had cashed the money in um or stashed the money in and then he uh basically starts working with interpol to like close the account and so he now has or so now um the bishop both of them together don't have any money ryan reynolds character kind of twists their arm and it's like i have another heist for us but it's going to take three of us and that's kind of where we end the movie. And so it's like, if they don't get a red notice too at this point, like what? <laughs> yeah, they really did. I, I mean, it was such a fun way, like to wrap up the heist from the first one, but then leave it open of like, why would these three be coming together for a second one with him, like pulling his own double cross and like giving the Interpol agency, like the tip of like how to get the, the money recovered from their off Island, you know, account and all that. And, 
like the immediate thing, like as it was ending and they're like all walking off into like the different directions of a crowd. I'm like, there has to be a sequel plan here in the works. And it's like, this is a movie. It feels like it would have been like a safe bet to already be working on a sequel. Like we've talked, this cast is stacked three of the biggest movie stars, three of the biggest action movie stars as well. And it's like, why wouldn't you do a sequel here? If you can get a sequel going, um, and they, they were smart in not giving us too much information about what this heist is. So it feels like there was like that open door of like, okay, if we do a sequel, the writers can have some liberties of figuring out what this would be. And how fun would it be to like see them all in on it together from the start instead of like the cat and mouse stuff of like Ryan Reynolds' character kind of being on the outside all looking in. Um, and just seeing two more of like his character and Gal Gadot's character because... Of course, they, she was kind of like the heel and like the villain they were going for, and at least in his mind, and just to be able to see them work closely on like the heist, because it was like that back and forth of like who's actually number one, um, and so I feel like that would be a fun angle to explore in a sequel. Yeah, I'm definitely in. Add some more big, big actors, and we've got we've got a good story moving forward. I I um I think they were were they they were at the Louvre, right? They were in Paris. So like obviously I just like the art angle too. Like Art Thieves is uh, we just saw Army of Thieves too in October and that was like, you know, safe cracking, which I'm into that as well. Any heist movie that has any of those elements. But yeah, rob some rob some art. Can we get the Mona Lisa or something like that involved in Red Notice too? Um the big question, so I think that it's pretty clear that there's if not plans in the works, at least an uh, an opening for them to do that. The next question is, when is Red Notice 2 coming out? Um, I can't imagine soon. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the big, big question mark, because these are three of like the biggest actors in the game right now, and so it's not like they have like a light schedule. Um, I mean, of course, The Rock, I think, is still finishing up or getting close to finishing, like Black Adam for DC. Speaking of DC, Gal Gadot, of course, is like, she's got so many projects in the work. She's working on a Cleopatra project, which I find ironic with Red Notice. <laughs> um, there's just recently been casting that she's going to play the Evil Queen in a Disney project. And then, of course, we've got Wonder Woman 3 still out there in the works. Ryan Reynolds, um, you know, of course, Deadpool 3 is the big question mark. Everyone's looking to see when that might happen. He's always keeping busy with different action franchises, comedies and whatnot. So it's like, how do you get these actors three schedules to come together at the right moment to get them in the filming and all that? Because it feels like with this kind of movie, you're going to need at least a couple months to film. And so it's like mm -hmm. finding that time. Um, I'll be curious. Like, it definitely doesn't seem like a show, you know, or a movie we'll be seeing a sequel to in like 2022, maybe not even 2023. Like, it could be a while. I'm trying to think like how long it's been between Extraction, which I know that was Chris Hemsworth, and I know that's kind of he's in that same boat thanks to his Marvel deals. Um, and I feel like it's been a, a pretty sizable gap between when the first film dropped and when we're kind of anticipating the second. Yeah, so I think did it come out in? I think it came out in April 2020. So we're now almost you know over a year and a half removed, and I don't think they've started filming that yet. They might have, but I don't think that they have. Um, with these movies, I think... So Netflix has done, you know, sequels in the past, obviously. The kicker is always, like, the rom-com kind of romantic movies. It seems like the, you know, the Christmas holiday movies. There's always about... Like, they can do those in, like, a year in between, sometimes two. But I'm trying to think if there's been an... 
an action sequel to a Netflix movie that they've done yet. That's like, you know, a bit like a, like a big movie like this. And I don't think that they have yet. And so that makes me wonder, I mean, I think we're at least two years out. So it's November. So we could be looking, you know, late 2023 probably would be the earliest that they could do that. And that's assuming a lot, you know, that the scheduling works out. Hope if, and like where they're at, like, do they already, ha- is this already a thing? Like, does Netflix already, are they already writing this movie? If they have a script and stuff, that's a little bit easier. Um, but I think, yeah, at least the end of 2023 would be my, at the earliest guess. Um, and then into 2024, I mean, I think, I don't think it was 20, I think that it's already been like two years since like murder mystery with Adam Sandler came out. And I don't think that that started filming either. So, or maybe it is going to, I can't, I can't quite remember, but that's kind of like, you know, a similar type action comedy, um, with busy stars with Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler, you know, they're working a lot as well. So that's kind of, I would expect a similar timeline, probably three years. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Cause we also have another good example is like the old guard, Mm-hmm. Um, with Shirley, uh, sorry, they cut out there. With Shirley's Throne, which you know dropped in July of 2020, and then we're just now finding out, like recently, that like the script just came together in July of 2021. They're not even anticipating like getting filming until 2022, and so it's like if you look at something like that, which not to say she isn't as busy as these three actors, but they already have a lot more like high profile projects that we do know about lined up. And so I feel like this is one we're definitely be looking for. Like, I I doubt like 2023, 2024 would be the absolute earliest unless they surprise us and tried to film this back to back, which would be unheard of for a movie of this size. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it could be a smart play since we know they spent, you know, 200 million upwards um, to produce this film. But who knows? Otherwise, though, I just feel like it's going to be based on the reception. Like people have to watch it. I think this is going to be one that's going to drop, you know, and jump into the top spot once it does. Um, but I think that's really going to be the thing is like, how does it hold up over several weeks? Like, is there that constant, constant interest? What are the viewership numbers? Um, and then Netflix has to kind of look from there and be like, okay, can we legitimately do another $200 million movie? (laughs) Yes. Um, no, I, uh, (laughs) I agree though. I think, you know, with the holidays coming up, I think that this was perfectly timed for release. You know, we have two weeks basically until Thanksgiving and then, Another three, four weeks after that is uh, Christmas, obviously. And I feel like that this movie has, like, the staying power. Like, you obviously, just the the stars. Everyone loves The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. So I feel like that just when you go on and you just look and see, oh, this movie is available. This is, like, you know, you can watch it pretty much with the whole family. I don't think that there was really anything that was, like, there was a little bit of, like, I don't know, blood and obviously guns and stuff, but I don't think that there was anything too bad. Um, so like that, that type of movie, I feel like is just like set up for like huge success on Netflix. Like I would be very, very surprised if this movie is not, you know, top five all time Netflix movie. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, that's, I can't think of a better note to end it to. I mean, if there's any doubt, you know, give it a try. It's a show I highly recommend. I really enjoyed this one. I'll be waiting to see if we get a sequel just because I really love this cast together. And so I'll take any excuse to see the three in another movie. Um, But I I know it'll probably be one I'll be talking about in the upcoming weeks as we look back on 2021 and what the, the best movies and shows were. 
for sure. We'll we'll keep you updated on any news about Red Notice too. Um, but we're out of time now, so thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For hundred and thirty more, you'll be a Swole member, and for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May tenth. See Home Club for details.